Awesome. Amen. All right. Well, welcome again. Amen. It's, um, while you're uh, coming back to your seats, just want to mention that it's lovely to have a friend of ours, Kara's and my friend, uh, Marilyn McLeod. Marilyn and I worked at Faith Bible College for a few years, and she carries a prophetic anointing and a lovely prayer warrior, and uh, originally from the land of Scotland. Yeah. And so just give her a big hand, please. Thank you, Marilyn. Lovely to... Yeah. And... Um, She's already given me a word too. That's great. Before I get into the word, I just want to say about something about Marilyn and our mutual friend, Sammy. Sammy's a Filipino. And I think uh, if I'm right, Marilyn, you taught him how to drive in New Zealand. Yeah. And so if you know Tauranga, uh, Bayfair Mall, there's a roundabout there. And I remember Sammy, uh, Filipino, Marilyn, Scottish, uh, Scottish turn, le, teaching us Filipino how to drive. Okay, and so apparently they're driving and uh, Sammy was, you know, Marilyn's teaching him and Sammy was about to turn uh, the roundabout on his right and the, Marilyn's teaching him how to do give way and uh, so, <laughs> so he's supposed to turn and so Marilyn goes, no Sammy, no and so Sammy thought, no, Sammy, no so he stopped the car in the middle of the road and Marilyn kept going, no, Sammy, no. And what she was saying is, now, Sammy, now. <laughs> this is not a made-up story. This is a real story. Am I right? And we laughed about it. And every time we see Sammy, we rub it in because we're gracious people. Uh, and so I love that because I think it's funny. <laughs> no, Sammy, no. No, yeah, anyway, wonderful, lovely to have you, what a pleasant surprise, so good to have you. David, you already blessed us, and um, it feels like I'm already full, you know, it's like God has invested something already, uh, because when we capture the heart of God, it's fantastic. So, I want to talk about, uh, this is the third week, and next week, Dan, it will finish the series called Fully Qualified to Run the Race. And he's going to talk about, um, his title is Outrunning the Passion Killers. You know, Outrunning the Passion Killers. Because our theme, sorry, our theme for the year is uh, Run with the Gospel. And our series is on, uh, you are fully qualified to run this race. And um, uh, Dan's going to uh, finish it with Outrunning the Passion Killers. And I'm going to start today, the week three is on fueled by passion. And we took this series, it's a topical series, we took this series from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. And we're talking about, um, the he writer of Hebrew, uh, Hebrews is saying, since you are surrounded with great cloud of witnesses, now run this race with endurance. Amen. And so he's encouraging, saying that, look, as you are running this race in your life, remember this, that heaven is backing you. You are not alone. Heaven is backing you. So run this race and run it with all your heart, might, and spirit. Amen. And so he's encouraging. 
And I'm, the first week I spoke on impossible is God's starting point. God puts us in impossible situations, not because he's mean to us, no, so that he, we can learn from Jesus how to trust in him and how to rely on him. Amen. Impossible is the starting point. If, if it is possible in my strength, I don't need Jesus. Amen. When I'm facing cancer, when David faced cancer and his wife faced brain tumor, it is in the flesh, all you want to do is quit. But God's put people like that in impossible situations. So I go, God, I recognize that you've put this race before me and you're calling me out from heaven, but you're also in me. And Moses, Elijah, Elisha, David, Job, all these guys are cheering me on. Amen. They're all, because they've gone before us. Nothing is foreign to Jesus. There is no sin that has overwhelmed Christ. He, he was tempted, Hebrews says, he was tempted in every way, yet found without sin. Amen. And so we are called to run this race and run it not, I keep saying it, not running uh, the race looking behind because soon we will crash into someone or a lamppost or something will crash into us. But a lot of us run this race called life looking back on our experiences. Looking back, oh, he did this, she did that, this happened. Oh, the experience made me this, this, this. But God is saying, run this race with your eyes fixed on JC. Fix your eyes on God who is the author and the finisher or the perfecter of your faith and my faith. Amen. So we are not alone in this race. So you and I are already qualified to run this race. Hallelujah. But we run it with a passion, fueled by passion. Not tired, not, uh, when I say tired in the spirit, your body and your mind do get tired. Trust me, they do. We all know that. But run it with a spirit that is on fire for God and that you're fueled by passion for the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. So I want to read this. I want to get into that. Hebrews 12 verse 1. It says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Amen. Let us run this race that is set before us, how? Not looking to our neighbors, not looking at, oh, I'm only 12, I'm only 14, I'm only 21, I'm only 25, I'm 70, I'm 80. Not looking at our age, not looking at our circumstances, not looking whether I'm healthy, I'm unfit or I'm sick. I'm not looking at our financial situations or, our, or how uh, the education you have, but looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. You cannot run this race in life without Christ in your life. Amen. Well, you can, but at some time alone you will face the real hard issues in life where you wonder where is this going to happen? How will this happen? 
And I was saying this last, yesterday morning we had a leadership meeting. And I was saying that God's going to move quickly, suddenly. He's going to move suddenly. He's going to move suddenly. Things are going to happen suddenly, very quickly. I hope you're awake. I hope you're awake. Because when the Spirit of the Lord blows the trumpet, I hope the saints of God recognize the voice of God. Because when He comes, He's not going to first send you an email saying, I'll come at 10 o'clock. He will come as a thief in the night. Will you be ready for Jesus? Are you so busy cooking your own food and wiping nappies, wiping bottoms and all this stuff? It's like, God, I've got so much to do. Oh, God. Listen to me, please. We are in a war. And a war is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and every filthy evil spirit that is coming at us. The Spirit of God puts fire within us. There's a fighting spirit in each one of us. Paul talks about that, that you and I are soldiers in Christ. Amen. Yes, Jesus was a lamb, but he was a lion. He went to the cross as a lamb, but against the devil, he roared like a lion. You cannot roar. You cannot go to the devil and go, man, man ain't going to work. But when you roar, why? Because you're fully qualified. And 1 John 4, 4 says that Jesus, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Christ is in you. The hope of glory. So set a heart on fire. We sang that song and the lyrics made me think about this. I want to know you more. Let your spirit. God has gotten, gone nowhere. Jesus is not on holiday in Hawaii because it's summer in New Zealand. Jesus is always ever present. Amen. So how can I know more when he's already in me? The thing is, you and I need to learn to die to our flesh. You and I need to go, Lord, I humble myself. That means, God, I want more of you. That means Peter will die. John 3.30, John says that I may decrease. Come on, thank you. So he may Increase. I want to know you. Let your spirit, whatever we sang earlier, is just going to come alive when I go, God, my hurt, my pain, my problems, I put that aside. I want to know you, Holy Spirit. I know you are in me. I, Lord, I feel like I'm giving up, but I'm not called to walk in feeling. I'm called to walk by faith. And what's going to please you is faith. What's going to bring the anointing is the faith of God. What's going to bring favor over me is my faith in Christ. What's going to bring the anointing over me is my obedience to Christ. Everything me is crying out to quit. But God, I know you put me here and no devil in hell can stop me in moving forward. How do I know that? Not by just singing some songs and jumping up and down. No, it's by being in the presence of God and saying, I dwell in you. You are my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And so no devil in hell can rob my joy. Amen. Amen. I want to say I am not hang angry at people, but I'm angry at the devil that as believers, we are letting the devil steal joy in broad daylight. It's like the devil is here and we're kind of going, okay, devil. Oh, the devil's here. I can't remember what cartoon movie, but there's a car drives and the, I think it's a reindeer. It goes, lights. Lights. It's like we're dazed. And we're letting the devil re rob us. While he's robbing your peace, 
while he's robbing your finances, while he's robbing your, your, your passion, while he's robbing your joy, while he's robbing all these, we're kind of looking at God, but God is looking back at you because he says, I am already in you. It's good you're praying, but now put the stick out, Moses. Put the stick out, Moses. Yes, you're praying, but I'm telling you, the power is in you. Put that stick out. That means use the word of God that's already in you. So let us not act like victims, but let us walk like victors. And a victory is not based on how the society looks at us. The victory is based on how my heavenly father looks down on me. We were sitting here having lunch yesterday and a few of us boys were sitting down and we were all looking at each other's watches and who's got the best watch? And um, one gentleman said, oh, my watch, it's okay, it just tells me time. And, um, and so I was just kind of thinking, it doesn't matter what watch you wear. It doesn't matter what clothes you wear. What matters is, is Christ in you. And are you submitting? How do I see the power of God move? Is not by me kind of talking more and giving all my opinions to you. No, that's not how he's going to move. The way he's going to move is as I hide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I say, God, I am confused in the mind. I don't understand what's happening. These people ask me questions. I have no answers. But one thing I know, you are a God who answers. So I call upon you, Jeremiah 3.33. Call upon me and I will what? Answer. Call upon me and I will answer. Amen. Amen. So fuel. Jesus was fueled by this passion for you and I. That's why it was a joy that was set before him. To endure what? The cross, the cross and shame. It's a, it's a different spirit in Jesus operated. The Bible teaches that Caleb had a different spirit. Not an indifferent spirit. Indifferent spirit means you're against God. A different spirit means while the world is against you, you're saying, oh, for the joy that was set before me, I shall endure the cross. I shall endure cancer. Cancer can eat my body. It ain't going to eat my spirit. For me to live is Christ and die is gain. We are so busy trying to set our lives up for till we're 80, 85. Let me tell you, there is no guarantee that you will make 85. No guarantee. Death has no age limit. Amen. Oh, two months old, I'll leave that. And pick on the 80-year-old. No. Look at it. When Jesus was born, who did the devil go after? Babies. Are we ready? Are we awake to the Spirit of God? Are we fueled by passion? Jesus was so passionate for you and I that he was passionate to reconcile you and I back to God. That's why he endured the shame. That's why he endured the cross. Amen. Amen. 
and we can't endure a 40-minute message because the seats are hard. I've got sore something. Come on. Yes, you are like me. Naughty, naughty. Very good. No matter how successful and blessed you are in life, you might be, there are times in life, sometimes running the race, we all find it difficult. We all find it hard. We all find discouragement. We all find it painful. But And most of the time, people don't understand the journey you're going through. And neither, I believe, they need to understand. But God knows. Amen. Somebody said, have you packed? We haven't even started packing. Because the flight is at 11 o'clock. We've got a lot of time. But what I'm trying to say is people don't need to understand because you, I can't tell you, oh brother, my heart, my back is aching. I was here from this time to this time. It's not people. People go, what's wrong with them? No, God knows you. Amen. He knows your cries. He knows your tears. He knows your pain. He knows your anguish. Maybe you had a good sleep, but you're not well rested. Because he knows you. What you're going through. But remember this, you're fully qualified. And God wants you to run with passion within you. Don't ever think when I'm healthy, then I will do ministry. Paul was in prison and that's when he was more effective. Why? Because he had the time to write letters. So that you and I are blessed today. God works in mysterious ways. Don't think, when I'm 50, I have this, 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 then I will serve God. By the time you got this, 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 you've lost God. You've lost your opportunity. You've lost that season God is putting you in. And so what happens? God starts that again. See, when you are in this battle of life, Every blessing is attached with a battle. Every blessing is attached with a battle. Every blessing. God wants us to stand. He wants to teach us that He is sovereign. If I ask and if He gives, I don't need trust. I don't need faith. I go to God. God, give me a thousand bucks, please. Oh, would you like some fries with that? Yes, please, God. Thank you very much. He's not an ATM machine. You say you asked God and he didn't give. I'm saying the Bible says keep asking. Keep asking. I keep going God you didn't create. I didn't create me. You created me. You know me more than I know myself. The Bible tells me that you know the count of my hair on my head. I don't even know that, but you know it. So God, I don't understand. I'm praying, but God, I trust you. End times, we're living in end times. Quickly, God's going to come. Quickly, our, very quickly, our prime minister resigned last week. Quickly, he's going to come. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit appeared in Acts 2. Suddenly, the God appeared at the burning bush. Suddenly, God is into these suddenlies. But the thing is, are you ready like the five virgins that are ready with their oil are you so busy doing your own thing thinking 
Oh, my pastor didn't tell me when is Jesus coming. Or are we so busy we're trying to win arguments when we're ready to win souls? God is not interested in our preferences. He's interested in our obedience. Churches are a lot about preferences. The coffee is not nice. It's too cold or it's too hot. It's too hard or it's too warm. It's too bright or too dark. It's all preferences. And I said to Joseph this morning, I said, Joseph, I don't care whether we have the power or not. Bring the acoustic. Let us worship Jesus. He's going to move. He's going to move. God's going to move. You know why? Because you are here. Because we are fueled by passion. No matter what I go through. I remember old in mid-90s, there was a song by Ron Kennelly. If you catch hell, don't hold it. If you're going through hell, don't stop. If you go, catch hell, don't hold it. If you're going through hell, don't stop. Because Christ will take you through it. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we're so busy in the fight that we lose sight of the victory. We're so busy in the fight. Oh, I'm fighting, fighting. Sandwiches, lunch bags, this, this, this. Work, this, this, this. She wants to irritate me. This. We're so busy in the fight that we lose sight of the victory. And we're in our put on the armor of God. That's why the Bible says put on the armor of God. Every day put on the armor of God and that you are ready. Amen. God wants us to grow. God wants us to build. God wants us to, uh, to glorify His name. You know, I was thinking about this. No burglar burgles an empty house. No burglar will burgle an empty house. He will only, or she will, if there's a female burglar, he or she will only burgle your house if he or she sees something precious in your house. The devil, if he's attacking you, that means he knows that you're precious to God. The devil's not attacking somebody that is not a believer. But if he's attacking you, that means he knows if he can steal, kill and destroy that, then you're out of the race. But God is saying, I'm with you and my life of Zoe, life of God, the divine abundant life of God is in you. So run the race with passion. So if you think, why is God happening to me, Lord? As Sue replied, why not me? For me to live is who? Christ. And to die is who? Yeah, to die is gain, exactly. I was just testing you. It's good. I was teaching my daughter this. The doctor's uh, gave me a verdict that when I had my DVT and I was going to get cancer and die and I took the report I took the report and I had to fight in the spirit realm not fight with the doctors not fight with people around me see the first thing we will push people away are the people that are close to us when we're going through problems how do I know that look at Ruth not Ruth Naomi Naomi named changed the name to bitterness Mara and she started to push the very people that are close to us close to her Orpah took off. If people want to leave, let them leave you. But Ruth, Naomi said, ah, is it, no, Ruth said, your people are my people. We are together. We are family, sister. 
And so they walked. What I'm trying to say is that every time there is an issue going on, don't push people away. Push yourself in God. And so when I had my leg issue, I had to learn how to fight. I had to learn how to fight. And I stood there and said, God, the report says that I will die. But your word declares that I'm healed. Now, I didn't base this on, on results of other people. Let me do some statistics. How many people got healed while we prayed? Oh, 99%. Oh, good, good, good. I will pray to Jesus too. No, there are no stats. You, your race is your race. God wants to heal Nelu even before Nelu even prayed for healing. God healed her. But Rami, he's put your race and you're saying, God heal me. Nothing happened for one year. God heal me. And you go, God, how can you heal her and not me? We all do that. What have I done wrong, God? How come she... No, your race is your race. You're not looking at each other. We're not there to compete. We're not there to compare. We're here to complete the task, the race that is before us. Amen. Amen. So when David was talking about it, this is what I said, you know, we were talking about putting on the armor of God and uh, every problem, every problem creates an opportunity because God wants to grow us in Him. And I've written this down, if it's on the screen, please. Growth bring, equals change. Change brings loss. Loss brings pain and pain leads to growth. I don't have time to unpack that today, but if you want to grow, you've got to change. I can't grow myself if I'm still holding on to grudge. Come on. I can't go have a breakthrough if I'm still holding on to, oh, you don't know what my husband did three years ago. I can't keep holding on to, oh, I got redundant. Who cares you got redundant? Read the story of Joseph. He was put in prison for doing right. So if you want to grow, change. Change always brings loss. Loss always comes with pain. Amen. I miss my family in India, but I know I'm called here. David asked me, I think you asked me, David, why Auckland? Do you like it here? My answer was, God called me here. Amen. We don't need to please people. We don't need to serve people. I'm not trying to serve you for favor i'm serving god and uh, but i'm serving together with you i don't serve you to please you but i serve god and together we serve god amen so put on the helmet of salvation i want to focus on that put on the helmet of salvation salvation is important uh, helmet of salvation is important because let's look at second corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4 for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, from, mighty in God. For what? To, for pulling down strongholds. Amen. So if there's a stronghold in your life, don't blame your husband at night, or your wife, or your children, or your dog. But if you have a stronghold in your life, you take authority. And you go, God... I don't want to live in this fear. I feel the pain of fear. I feel the pain of anxiety. I feel the pain of this worry, overwhelming stress. I feel this, but God, but God, I cry out to you. I put on the armor of God and I pray in the name of Jesus that these strongholds will be gone in the name of Jesus. 
the other, verse 5, it says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captive every thought to the obedience of who? Christ. Amen. So if you think you are good for nothing, pull it down. If you think you are cursed, break it. If you think that God is testing you, don't break God, but say, God, I want to grow in you. But recognize the devil is there to attack you. God is there to protect you, but he's with you and he will test you. So if you think you're cursed, if you think why all bad things happen to me, why? Because to him that is much is given, much is required. God sees something great in each one of us. So don't give up. And casting down every imagination. Let me tell you this. How the devil attacks is in our imagination. It's a thought pattern. It's in the mind. It's in the mind. He attacks us in the mind. So put on the helmet of salvation. Why? Because what does the devil do? He will listen to this. Casting down imagination and every high thing. What does it do? That exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So when I'm lying down and then overwhelming thoughts come, what's happening? They're exalting itself about the, above the knowledge of God. So when I go, oh God, oh no, the waves are shaking. Oh God, what's going to happen? Oh, and you know, we go into this spiritual fit. If you're Indian, we do this. This is our spiritual fit. So is it a yes? Is it a no? You know? But if you joke about me like that, you're racist. <laughs> As the, see, anxiety, we feel fear and anxiety when the worries take over and Christ goes on the side. And let me tell you, Christ actually has not physically gone anywhere. He's in you. But worries have overpowered us and we can't recognize the line of God inside us. We can't recognize the word of God inside us. So we have authority, my friend. You have the power to cast out every demonic activity, spirits, pull them down. So you're not walking as a victim just because you got a certificate, you are depressed. So what? The spirit of God can break the depression. The question is, can you believe that? I'm going to close soon, but I want to take you to this scripture and I will close. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4, I don't think it's on the screen. But it says that when the devil tempted Jesus, I love this part, when the devil tempted Jesus, Jesus was fasting for 40 days in the wilderness. And as the devil tempted him three times, Jesus didn't go, fair enough. Fair enough. I fasted 40 days for these people that will not accept me. How do I know that? Because I'm, I'm omniscient. That means I know everything. Judas is going to betray me. Fair enough, devil. He didn't say fair enough. He didn't say, oh, you're right. I 40 days of no water. Oh, poor me. I can hear the grumbling of my stomach. No. He said, it is written. 
it is written. Man shall not only live by bread alone. It is written that I should not worship any other God before me. It is written. Anxiety, you have no room in my household. It is written. Depression, you cannot come into my house. It is written. Confusion, you are not going to be in my mind. It is written. How am I fighting the devil? Not by giving him a list. I'm saying it is written. Our authority comes in the knowing of Christ. I'm not talking knowing. I'm talking knowing. Where you've been whiplashed. And you've been beaten up so bad by the world. But you're like passion of Christ. You're saying God. If it is your will remove this cup from me. Gee God said no. He literally didn't say no. But I know he said no. Because that's why Jesus said. If it, you know, nevertheless your will be done. And not mine. Are we fueled by passion? Are we burning for Jesus and the lost? Are we running the gospel? Every problem creates an opportunity to testify the name of Jesus. Every problem, my sickness, my sickness brought people to the Lord. It took me three and a half years, but every three and a half years, as in Psalm 30 verse 5, it says, weeping may endure till the night. My night was three and a half years. And that's not just one problem. There are problems after problems after problems after problems. But if I listened to my feelings, I would have missed out on godly opportunities. Yeah. Amen. I would have missed out on godly opportunities. Oh, I don't feel like it. He's so mean to me. You can stand and come against that meanness. You have power. It is written. So fuel that passion. It is not just on a Sunday morning. It's a day to day picking up the cross and following Jesus. And I am saying not my will. Your will be done. I may decrease so he may increase. How will more of Christ be manifested? The more of I die, the more of Christ comes. My pride, I put it on the altar. My shame, I put it on the altar. My hurt, I put it on the altar. My, 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 my arrogance, I put it on the altar. My my, my frustrations I put it on the altar and as I do that I recognize God you are God and I am your child and let that be a sweet aroma to the nostrils of God amen as we close this morning I want to take you to Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3 I, I love this scripture, and then I saw this in Kaitaya up in Awanui, uh, in uh, Hendrik and Amanda. And by the way, Laurel's here. Hi, Laurel. She's been here since last week. Um, they work in, uh, in the field out there, the vineyard of God in Awanui. She, she's the mother Teresa of Awanui. She's amazing. She's amazing out there. If you're hungry, she'll feed you. If you don't have a bed, she'll give you a bed. Literally, she'll give you a bed. And she'll sleep on the floor. Oh, wow. Anyway. And they, they have it on the wall of the church there. And in Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3 it says, Therefore, with joy 
you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Amen. 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 Oh God, I got nothing in me, but what I have is salvation. I will draw with joy from the wells of salvation, that fresh living water. God, I am discouraged. Friends, I want to say if you are discouraged, if you don't have what you're praying for, remember you have Jesus. If you have Jesus, if you don't have that, that means God probably doesn't want you to have that. Because your blessing can become your distraction. Amen. Oh God, I want to marry that man. I want to, oh, I will serve you once I marry that man. You marry that man and you're gone. Oh God, give me that job. I will tithe 90% of my income. The job comes, you're gone. You're too busy for Jesus now because he gave you a job. Your blessing can be a distraction. I don't know where you are. I'm actually genuinely saying to the Lord, I said, God, I don't want to just run a church. I want you. And friends, I want to say, if you are tired in your spirit, if you are, we're going to sing that song, but if you want prayer, laying on of hands, releasing and imparting the spirit of God, and it comes through laying on of hands too. It doesn't matter what um, titles you have. Remember last week I said Naaman almost lost his miracle because of his pride. Because he was a commander of armies. He had a title. He had a job. He lost his miracle because of his pride. Don't lose your miracle because of your pride. Amen. We're all children of God. So this morning as we just open our hearts, I want to know you. As we just sing that, I want you to take time, please. Have faith in God. Put your hope in God. Weeping may endure till the night. Joy comes in the morning. Jesus did die. But third day he rose again. The doctor might say to you, you have cancer, inoperable cancer. The doctor might say something that you want and he's saying the negative thing. Or you're trying to go to the bank for something and the bank's declining you. Remember, Christ is the answer. Maybe you applied for a certain type of job or education and the university or the company has declined your application. God knows you. And so I want to encourage you this morning, if that's you, if you want a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, that as you align yourself, God will ignite that fire. Amen. The fire does two things, burns sin away and burns a spirit for Jesus. God is not into mediocrity. He wants us to burn for Him. Can we stand to our feet? We're going to just spend time, worship God. But I don't want to leave you tonight. I want, don't want you to leave you here this morning without receiving that touch from God. The word from God. I want to know you.
do you really want to know God? If you want to, learn to die to yourself. If you want to live in the will of God, but you're struggling, die to yourself. And be fueled by passion because you are qualified.